Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to our weekly podcast. Terry Curran is the current view with the Isle of Hillsborough. Mr. Terry Curran, steady away, son. Yes, not too bad. You are Have saying, you had a good uh, week? Yeah, not too bad. You're sounding so loud and clear tonight. You ain't got them oh, earphones. That's good. Uh, you ain't got them earphones in your ears, have you? Which is the best place to put earphones, I hasten to add. Yeah, but when you relax, you just put them away from you, don't you? Well, I do yeah. anyway, but <laughs> I keep forgetting about. <laughs> but anyway, we're loud and clear. We've got a, a free hour now, too. Uh, the vacuum will be going on in about an hour's time, but we're we're yeah. good to go. Um, I'll, I'll get Janet to fetch me a cup of tea in about 20 minutes. She's a good nature, <laughs> I tell you what. She, she's one of them. She's a keeper, isn't she? She looks she's a after keeper. You. She's a keeper. Yeah. You know, she she's looks after... coming in in about 20 minutes. Taking, I've got to take my brow off, she'll be saying. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, what magic moments have you seen players pull off this week, TC? Well, uh, I didn't. I haven't seen the game this week with Man City and uh, Real Madrid because I was at a do. But I've We're seen the goals. About that in a bit, yeah. and, you know, and I've obviously seen enough goals this week um, to pick from. But yeah. looking at them two, Junior and the run by uh, Camaringa or something. What he, you know, the full-backs run was absolutely brilliant run. Who was that for? And, and for Real Madrid, his run itself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All to, to, to Junior and uh, yeah. bang. And then De Bruyne is in the same game. So I didn't see the game, but I've seen the goals and I thought they were absolutely two brilliant, brilliant goals. Did you watch the game last night? I thought last night's game was a better game. Uh, I thought the tempo was greater no, last night. No, well, I missed it because uh, I told you I had a good yeah, Oscar with Janet. For Janet. Yeah, of course. Uh, is it so okay? Yeah, so I missed it. You missed two decent games too. The Manchester City and Real Madrid was a little bit cagey. It was a little bit cat mouse. It was a great game. Technically, it was absolutely fantastic. But I thought last night's game, the Milan derby, uh, was a tremendous game as well. I thought the tempo was quicker. Certainly in the first half, Inter took that 2-0 lead. Could have added to it. AC Milan are still in the tie. I was amazed really how, how open... AC Milan were because I've watched them quite a lot recently, especially in the um, the, the knockout stages in the quarterfinals uh, against uh, Napoli, and I thought that Milan were tremendous, but they wasn't last night. Missing uh, Leo, Rafael Leo, he was out with a, a slight hamstring problem. He will be back, I believe, for next week. And they always say that one man doesn't make a team, but he don't half make a difference. Sometimes it can help. Well, when I got back in car, coming mm. back from hospital, they were 2 nil down. Yeah. And on radio, he said that they'd gone from a back three to a two or something. Or whatever it was. But that, uh, Milan, they... So, why would he change it? You know, because they played local local rivals. So, I was surprised when I heard it, when I when, when I got in Canada that score two 0 I thought, no, oh, that's a shock. Yeah, I mean, again, I go back. I've seen Milan a few times recently. Uh, their their system didn't really look that much different. Uh, Salimakers, you sound like you're in a wind tunnel, son. Salimakers coming for Leo and and that Belgium young Belgian player. He's got tidy feet. He's a good player. He's one to watch. Uh, I'm a big fan of him, and as I am a big fan of a lot of those Milan side 
uh, players in the side. Uh, Inter just come out basically and done a job. It is a derby. You know what happens in derbies. We're going to be doing a podcast about the Boxing Day Massacre uh, in the next week or two. As the football season finishes, we can do a few of those one-off podcasts. Um, but we, while we're talking about podcasts, guys, you can get your Terry Curran, Curran 79 t-shirt from our shop, all the w's.srbmedia.co.uk forward slash shop. So we're going to be uh, doing a few of them. But I'll dark... go on that um, under the cosh. And why not? Good. But I'll put my, I'll, I'll wear my shirt that night, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's all good advertisement. And the more pictures that you can get wearing your shirt, the more chances are that we will sell a few and, and put yeah. a few uh, a few quid into uh, the coffers to, to keep the project going to. But again, going back to derbies, derbies are like that. And sometimes you get a team that scores early, scores another goal early, and it just opens up that game. And they had a penalty, but the referee went to VAR and decided that w- there wasn't enough contact and didn't award the penalty. I didn't think it was a penalty, and I think the referee got it absolutely right. But in the second half, AC Milan come a little bit more out of the shell, caused a few problems, hit the post. And, you know, if that had gone in and they went into the next tie at 2-1, more in the game. But in the next game, which is another home game for AC Milan, they score early. It's kind of, it's game on. They can do exactly what International done to them yesterday in the San Siro. I, I saw, I think the second down, parts of the second down, because I saw the outside, uh, it, the... In the post, outside yeah, of the post, something yeah. like that. Um, I saw bits like that, but because mm-hmm. uh, I took those hospital, I, 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 I didn't get much in, interest in the game. And then yeah, yeah. I was doing something when I came back in. I was, I was just doing something by watching bits and bats on it. Mm-hmm. But what what's annoyed me is the English press. That and when I say the press, not not you know getting up into the faces of the uh, of the player that's on the ball. But the the media and how disrespectful and dismissive they've been of, of the two Italian giants. I mean, Inter have won the European Cup three times. I don't think they've won the Champions League. I might be wrong, but I don't think they have. Um, Internationale have won both Champions League and the European Cup seven times. These are these are big sides. They've got some great players, and all you keep hearing is. Whoever wins out of Real Madrid and, and Man City will win the Champions League. No, absolutely not. These well, two Italians are good sides. That's the talking point, isn't it? You know it that. It is, uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And then everybody carries on with it. I was at a do other night. I'll not mention his And, and it weren't Cam because Cam is, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. slow with his talking. Mm. But I, was, I was there talking to and uh, and, he, and he was saying, is hardly anybody watching Sky? mm so, so there must be something going off behind the scenes. Yet, mm. yet, uh, the the championship and all the um, championship, championship one, championship two uh, have agreed a new five year contract, haven't they? So, I don't know where they're getting the money from. If you know, if um, they're losing a lot of viewers. Yeah, I think probably there's going to be a little bit of that. Cluffy used to say that, didn't he? It'll be saturation. And when there's a game on every night, you do pick and choose your game. So some of the games, the, the viewing figures will be will be poor. What I noticed and what I heard this week um, on through the media is that there's NFL games that are being played in London. Um, I think there's two or three maybe at, at Wembley 
and at Tottenham's new ground. But, you know, I hear so many people getting really excited about this and football fans getting excited about it. But it's not going to be long until the shoe is on the other foot and you're going to get Premier League games being played in America because when you look at the ownership of the English clubs, the British clubs, well, mainly English clubs, you know, there's a lot of American ownership, there's a lot of foreign ownership, and they will be wanting to take their product, their brand, into their countries. So, again, be careful what you wish for, and they're only going to be taking the big clubs because they're not going to get the viewing figures. Who wants to watch Birmingham City versus, say, for instance, Brighton, if Birmingham actually get back up into the Premier League? The fans, worldwide fans, want to watch Man United, Man City Liverpool, these days, Liverpool, Liverpool and the big Chelsea. clubs. Yeah, yeah, and it will come that, that that will happen, the way that football's going. And I don't doubt for one minute that viewing figures are down with some yeah, of but, the derisory think... games of football. Who wants to watch it, apart from their own fans? But this has come from this has come from a good source. Oh, absolutely, yeah. People, yeah. people are getting fed up of... Mm. You know, the people saying it's just not the same at all. No, not at all. There's a lot of wokeness about it. I said, well, I, I said, that, I, 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 when I speak to my mate Gabby, I said, uh, yeah. we we talked, we said the same thing. That's what a lot of it's all about. 100%. I mean, there's... You know, the people, what's people what's presenting it and doing it, and what, what the, the, this has come from people behind the scenes, and what they're saying is people are finding it boring to listen to. I think that what's happening at the moment is there's a bit of a battle between the young kids that are coming out of universities, etc., and bit green between the ears. They want to move the broadcast on. And what I say by that is they look at Facebook likes, who's popular with these younger viewers, younger listeners. So they'll get these people in. They'll get a lot of female footballers. They get a lot of lesbian, GBL to whatever they're called. There's more black people on there. It's a quota system and it ain't working because we ain't bothered. I was watching Ian Wright earlier and he got um, the fella that Antonio. I like Antonio. I think he, he look, comes across as a nice kid and he's a mm. good player. He's had a decent career. And then this other bird, that, when Wright is on there, I don't know whether it's coincidental, but all his guests are always black on his show. And and they they asked Antonio who his heroes were, and he said, were you? And then they asked this girl who were her uh, uh, heroes, and she said, Tiny Temper. Now, when I listen to a broadcast and I get a black presenter or person on there they ask them who their heroes are i said to sam i will guarantee you every time it's always a black person now when i'm asked who my heroes are they can be black white they can be whoever they are because i don't see color and then they turn around and say it's white privilege and we're racist i tell you what i think it's absolutely crazy the way the world's going well i think i think people are waking up now Mm. Like when I tell you, this has come from a really good yeah, source. Yeah, absolutely. It's come from a, and the, the, what they're talking about is p- people, the viewers are finding it, and it must because this is what. Even though it, it's not, but because of this, that, or other, it's because of you know the people what's on it. Yeah. Women and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, who? Uh, who... Uh, what they call them pundits, you know? So. Yeah. So there must be something talking about it. Jeff's leaving in all this uh, end of this season. So yeah, he is. 
he, he's done. So it's going to be interesting. Nothing going to be interesting. Well, Graham's left. Now, there is speculation that yeah. he was sacked. And, and I don't know whether it's... I haven't shared anything, because I don't know whether it's true. Richard Keyes has come out with it. That's the source. And and Keyes, he might be right. Keyes, he if might Keyes, be wrong. If Keyes, let me tell you, if Keyes has said that, they're big mates. Okay, yeah. Soon as I know... I meant to ask somebody mm. who were there. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's only because I forgot. Because somebody said to me... Somebody said to me, uh, behind the scenes, somebody said... Uh, Sooners left before they sacked him. Yeah. Right. But I'm surprised at Sooners because there's enough money in not to want Sky. And I think he started to bow. And I think I, maybe that he, he started to realise, hang on a bit, this ain't me. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. I'm me. And I wouldn't. I once did three or four games uh, for Radio Sheffield and they were telling me what I need to do. Yeah. I said, I won't be doing any of that slagging Sheffield Wednesday. That's what they said to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah we want mean, you to be more critical, not slagging them, but yeah, we want you to be more critical. Controversial. Yeah, absolutely. And I said, I won't be doing that, I guarantee mm. you. Yeah. Right? I mean, I won't be told what to do. For say, I'm not rude, but when I say I won't be told, told what to do, I won't go along their lines. Yeah. I'll be me, and I'll I'll say it to you. And if Wednesday's play well, I'll, I'll put them. I'll play them. If they haven't played well, then I'll criticise them. But I'll criticise what I want to criticise, not what they're telling me to criticise for, just to be controversial. Absolutely, and I think that's where you get respect for and and from. Because when I listen to people and pundits on the radio and the TV. I get quite sick of this bias when they go, well, I'm biased. You're a professional pundit. You shouldn't be biased. You, nope. You're paid to give a professional opinion, not a biased opinion. Couldn't get any idiot from a from a crowd to give a biased opinion. I'm asking for a professional opinion. But but going back to Sooners, they reckon that it, it may have something to do with that comment that he said it's a man's game. It is a man's bloody game. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, did get yeah. our game back that day. You know, we're, we're sick and tired but of all this. Apologizing. I wouldn't have apologised. No, you know, once you start to apologise, yeah. yeah. you know, once you start to apologise, yeah. that's what happens. Exactly. I said, listen, I would have turned around and said, I ain't apologising to the women's football team or to you. You're going to sack me? Sack me. Simple as that. 100%. That's too. what I would have said. 100%. And let's be honest, it is a man's game. Yes, I know we get women that play no, football no, and watch football, game. but it's a it's man's, a man's game. game. Play man... when, when it's a man's game, you're commentating on, it's a man's game. Of course it is, yeah. End of. Uh, end of. 100%. When you're commentating on a woman's game, yeah. it's a woman's game. Of course it is. Because it's women playing, right? Yeah. And women, women are becoming so silly that they're allowing... In other sports, so it'll come into football that men will be playing, yeah. you know, uh, in women's team. Absolutely. And they'll lose everything. We, it, it's getting now. Women come, women have come a long, long way. Yeah. And it's getting now where men are, women, uh, are winning Women of the Year. I know, it's crazy. And, you know, magazines, and I'm thinking to myself, women must be crackers. They must be crackers. And I did see a great. It was um, Tim, one of um, you know, one of one of the members of the group. I mean, by the way, guys, join the conversation on Facebook, the Current View group. On Facebook, you can like the page, the Current View, or on Twitter at Current View. And uh, and Tim Tim put a, a one of these memes, either memes or memes, and and it was a picture of a a I think a bloke on Harley Davidson. 
and he said he's identified as a cyclist and he's just won the Tour de France. <laughs> and I thought that, that that was so poignant. <laughs> and I thought it was absolutely brilliant. But but that's how daft this modern society is getting. And no, at it, some stage, we've got to we say, to Do you know what? Saying, absolutely. I, I, think, I think this is where people are getting lost with all this. Yeah. This is politicians pushing so they can take over the power. And, you know, once they got that, if they get the power, I don't think they're going to get the power. Trump will come back. Yes. But if they get the power, women and all these transgender, they'll wipe them out. They mm. just, it's just a kidology to, so they can get the, you know, this world economical for, economic forum going. Mm. But yeah. they're not going to win. They're not going to win. But anyhow, in my book, if you've got a meat and two veg dangling between your legs, you're a man. And if you've got a, a penny slot, uh, what have you, you are a female. And there's only two species there. There's male and there's female. There is only, any... In my eyes, there's only two, there's, there is. There's a male and female. Absolutely. And that's it. And if you, you know, somebody do, so, well, listen, this, in fact, don't be in my company because at the end of the day, yeah. I'll class you as a man. If, you, if, you, if you're a man or born a man, I'll still touch you as a man. Absolutely. And too. nobody, they can cancel me whatever they want to cancel me. Absolutely. This podcast is not for the woke. We say it as we see it. We're not offensive. We just talk in normal, common, sensual, sensual terms. Um, my magic moments, um, Dwight McNeil's brace. I thought that gold it Great. scored where he had that composure in the box. He sold a dummy. I mean, there was someone in the crowd that fell over when he done. It was superb. And then I love that's, all that. You, yeah, know, well, you know I do, don't you? Exactly. You know, I always say, well, you can always see good players, tell good players when they compose on the ball. That was very Terry Curran-like, I thought, when he put that ball in the back of the net. Because you'd have the only difference you'd have got down on your hands and knees and you'd have hit it in the back of the net. But do I did. I, no, I, I got a ball in for it. <laughs> <coughs> and disallowed as well. But um, but McNeil just nonchalantly put it in the back of the net, and I loved. It was almost as though it was, you know, the Olympic sprint that knows he's one and the arms have gone aloft before he's gone <laughs> over the line. It was absolutely fantastic. Great goal. Yeah. Great goal. And the second goal that he scored as well was just as good. A brilliant shot outside the box. It, it got it got kind of shades of Jeff Hurst in 66, didn't he? Just yeah. smashed yeah. it and it went into the top corner. So, well, I like him, McNeil. I think he's a fine footballer. I think he's a good old-fashioned winger. <laughs> He ripped them apart all the night. Oh, I thought they were tremendous, Everton. I mean, you look at it and I thought, blimey, 3 nil up after about 15 minutes. But again, you do get some ridiculous score lines at this time of the season. And I do get that. But Everton were superb, good value. And well done, Everton, and well done, Dwight McNeil. I enjoyed watching um, Brennan Johnson and um, Gibbs White. I think them, Forrest, yeah. yeah, I think them two kids for Forrest. I mean, Gibbs White and him. I mean, Johnson, he put them burners on when he put that ball over for one of the goals. I thought, do you, me? I never knew he got that in his locker. He got, he was absolutely rapid. But I, I, I've liked him for some time from what I've seen. And Gibbs White, whenever I've seen Morgan play at Wolverhampton Wanderers, I thought, why have Wolves sold him? I can only think that he can't speak fluent Portuguese. But I think Gibbs White is an absolutely fantastic player. And them two at Forest, I think they're absolutely top draw. They're good going Forest. Yeah. Good going forward, Forest. Absolutely. What about Big Sam then? Right? What he, what he was saying about, he, he you know, uh, Guardiola, um, <laughs> Klopp and uh, Arteta. Yeah. 
uh, in front of him. Right, well, t today on TV, television, he turned around and he said, that was to deflect all the pressure away from his players, but it didn't work that then, did it? He said, I've learned that from Alex Ferguson. Yeah, well, you still got beat, mate, didn't you? <laughs> I, mean, yeah, <coughs> I mean, if you're going to deflect it and you win, OK, but, I mean, yeah, Gabby. absolutely Gabby. deluded. I think he's been on the cannabis cake. I hope we get some coaches what listen to this because I'll give them, I'll give them an education on football. Yeah. You know, you know when you have to teach defenders how to defend? Yeah. You know Guardiola? Yeah. It's so simple for him because he buys quality. Yes. Right? And he, and he puts up a philosophy that they can play to. Mm-hmm. Right, everybody. Ninety-eight percent of managers are trying to teach players, or you know, how to play football, and they weren't that good themselves. No, exactly. Yeah, you've had you've had you've had top players what yeah. fail at management. Yeah, but because that's the same thing. Yeah, they they they, they can do it as a player, some of them, yeah. but they can't do it as a manager. Absolutely. And then you get these managers what weren't playing football because. Like I said to people, they say, oh, top players. Don't I said, well, you tell me how many top, top managers have made good. Uh, average footballers what's made good managers or what's not the play football as good managers. Mm. There's only two I can think of. Yeah. Arsene Wenger, three, Arsene Wenger, Jose. Klopp and uh, Mourinho. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. After that, I mean, I mean, he's won European Cup three times, or Champions League three times, as in it is one oh. of the world's greatest players I've ever been. What? Yeah, what a player. What? I mean, again, what a player. It'd be great to see him get back into the game. Um, uh, Kevin De Bruyne. I thought he was taking over the French team, but it's possible. I don't... Well, I think he thought he was as well, but then they went and won their major tournaments, like World Cup and Euros and stuff, and and, and Didier Deschamps has done a, a superb job there with the French, so he's got a new contract and he's just going to have to wait in line. But, I mean, he might take over the Paris Saint-Germain job. Who, who knows? Well, yeah. that, That's always up every other month, isn't it? A little bit like Watford. Yeah, yeah I, I think you may be right there. So, you know, he'll probably get back in and uh, watch this space. But Kevin De Bruyne's goal, I thought, I mean, I'm watching that in real time and I've just stood up and I've said, what a... Goal. I mean, it was what a goal! He leathered that. What do you think? About five yards, eight, eight yards off the ground. Oh, it was tremendous! It was tremendous. We caught it right. You can see, you can see when he hit it. Yeah. He's caught it right. He's caught it with pace, and it just. As soon as he's hit that, I've just gone, what a yeah. goal. Well, I mean, goal. What, a, yeah. what a goal. But that's Kevin De Bruyne. I mean, he's different class. <clears throat> and um, Sam Smith for Cambridge against Forest Green, identifying as Marco Van Basten. What a goal that was, wasn't it? Did you see it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was that. Because the commentator says, do you think he meant that? But you could see he meant it. Of course he did. You could see. You could see. That wasn't a cross. That was... Where else do you think... He, yeah, where else do you think he was going to put that boy? Is you know, his body shape, everything, and, and everything, what have you. Yeah. yeah, there's only one place that was going. He was, I mean, you know, Superman would have been in goal. He might have saved it. Or well, Captain I would say America. Van, Van Basten's, this would have been more 
Yeah, it was. More toward the bite line. I mean, yeah, now Van was. Basten got that, I mean, I'll never know. No, I mean, Van Basten's goal was one of the greatest goals of all time. But, he, you know, it, it was, a, I mean, it, I mean, he's only playing for Cambridge, this kid. But uh, I thought it was quite funny that it was Sam Smith. And uh, I thought, yeah, well, he's identifying <laughs> as, as Marco Van Basten. How did it go anyhow, by the way, last night? Uh, to, it was, it was a, a great night, Sheffield Star Tuesday uh, Awards. Night, well, Tuesday night, yeah, of course it was. Ostrich, you got a yeah. growing toenail. Yeah. Tuesday night. Was, was Tuesday the, night, brilliant. Great to see Camers. Great to uh, reminisce with some old players. Uh, and even the younger ones, like Shares were there, John Sheridan, Carl Palmer, uh, Alan McInelly, uh Barry Murphy, what's been, played 500 games for Barnsley. Still stacks there. Stacks there. Was, was quite well, manager of Sheffield United. Um, Barnsley, bad manager there. So, there were plenty of people there. Great night. Great night. Did you get a chance to speak to uh, to, to all the fellas? Did you have a chat with Eki and congratulate him? Yeah. United. Great job he's done. Came over, we hugged each other. Uh, in fact, I tell the, I tell the little funny story uh, when I was on stage uh, and, I, and I wished him, Barnsley, and Sheffield went. Obviously, obviously, I want Sheffield Wednesday to go up, but good luck to Barnsley if Wednesday get knocked out and Weldon stayed up. So, yeah, I spoke to lots of people there, as, as I do, because, you know, lots of people do come and talk to me as, as well as I will go and talk to them. But, yeah. So, yeah, great night, fabulous night. And how, how was Colton? Because he had that uh, problem yeah, with I his heart, him. didn't he, the marathon? Oh, you're breaking up a bit. Bad. I said to you, be careful what you know what you're doing, you know. But you see, you don't know whether because who's this other kid was just uh, got a massive problem. This other footballer got a massive problem, you know. I'm trying it to was, think who it was. It was caffeine, though, wasn't it? With Colton, his missus would give him these caffeine tablets all summer, and he had a funny turn. He's got it, it's something to do with um, um, what is it? Uh, when you get a bit of an allergy, I think he's got a bit of an allergy towards caffeine. Right. But, yeah. So he, he was on Talk Sport with Simon Jordan, and uh, and he and he was explaining. He said, "I think he's a missus trying to bump me off." <laughs> <laughs> but he's a. I, li- I like Colton. He's a good lad, and he, he's from our neck of the wood. Yeah. He's a good laugh. A good laugh is Colton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's had a again, not not the greatest player in terms of technical ability. But got every last drop of, um, of of out of his career, didn't he? He put everything in there. Had a great career, well respected, and uh, one of football's nice guys. So great to hear all that Colton's doing so up. well. All teams are made up Absolutely. with a different personality, yeah, uh, and the right balance, and that gain the right balance. You can't have eleven messes in your team. Of course, you can't. Right, but. Uh, you've got to have somebody what can win the ball, and you know, I mean, he would have better play than what people gave him credit for. Yeah, Cal he was, and, and but, he's done okay. He was one of them what could win it back. Yeah, you know, uh, so that was that, that. That's that's a plus as well as if he can play it a little bit. You know what I mean? I think he's he got a great engine on him, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. I think he'd make a great manager because I mean, he always comes across nice kid. I mean, he was one of them players in the team. I mean, big run had him in in the team there at Sheffield. In his own ability. Yeah, absolutely. And like that, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I when like he that. and when he's got that cigar on and he's on that dance floor, he's flown thrown a few shapes as well. He's a bit of a geezer. So yeah, big thumbs up for Colton and uh, 
Great to see you doing so well at the uh, Sheffield Star Awards. Uh, to Book Corner in association with myfootballbooks.com. We're going quite big on Alan Ball this week. Uh, first book, Andy always what a man, gives, what a player. Yeah, Andy always gives us a recommendation. And uh, it's Alan Ball, The Man in White Boots by David Tossel. We will be doing a podcast, um, part 12 of uh, our Football Book Corner next week with, with Andy. So, uh, Alan Ball, I mean, again, one of the first to wear white boots, wasn't he, Alan? He was. Uh, Alan Ball, uh, I, I tell you what, Alan didn't yeah. remember him wearing white boots. Yeah. And uh, what was his name? Uh, he used to play for Everton, went to, I, I'm going to say him, but, but change my mind when you mentioned Borley again. And then I, I went and uh, mentioned a uh, little centre forward, blonde haired lad. He um, played for Everton, went to Crystal Palace. David Whittle. Who? David Whittle. Yes. Whittle. Yeah. yeah, Will. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna I really said his name, it went out then it went out of my head. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, I'm trying to think of the people what were what what wore white books, Barley, uh Alan David Whittle. And only one Alan of them Whittle. Alan, Alan Whittle. Whittle, that's it, Alan Whittle. And only one of them met Ronnie Biggs in uh, in uh, Brazil on Sugarloaf Mountain. <laughs> and he did. He tell you should tell me. And, and the other one, the one walks all the flowers. Buster. In one on the stage station there. Buster. Who? Oh? Buster. Buster Edwards. Yeah, Buster, Buster Edwards. Edwards. I don't remember him playing professional football, too. No, but <laughs> it, Bali had met Alan uh, Alan Biggs. Yeah. Ronnie Biggs. Ronnie Biggs. Yeah. And uh, Buster Edwards. He, 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 he used to obviously he used to be. They went in prison, but he used to go to prisons and he, uh, prisons were put uh, when he would play for Everton yeah. at Preston. And he used to talk about characters, what you know, what have been really bad criminals mm. who we'd met in prison. He said they were fascinating people, and they were it, just that they were hard when they were doing these type of jobs. But off, yeah. you know, when they were doing the type of jobs, they were saying they were such lovely people to talk to. You wouldn't think they were, they were this, that, and other. No, absolutely. I mean, and Alan, Alan Hudson, uh, big mates with uh, Tommy Wisby, who was one of the other great train robbers. And uh, our next My Life, My Music, that will be coming out uh, later this month or beginning of... And to listen to the rest of this podcast, head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash SRB Media. Thank you.